0: hello and welcome to a very special edition of the six points podcast myself Matthew Tyrrell joined by my brother Luke Tyrrell Luke how are you
1: not bad thank you mate how you doing
0: I'm good. And we are joined by a special panel. If I don't know I'm standing up here like I'm uh, on the stage here. I'm, I'm joined by a panel audience. Uh, I say a panel because they're sitting in front of me. There's three chairs. <laughs> they're all sitting here with their legs up. Uh, very stylish. Uh, Russell Derso, Hello.
2: Afternoon, Matthew. Nice to see you, my friend.
0: And you. And... Yes, of course. So reminded by Luke that uh, Russell uh, has joined us on the pod already. In fact, on the man next to me, uh, his stag do it was. Uh, so maybe we might get a bit more sense out of Russell uh, this, this afternoon. And and Mr. Mr. Ian Se- Luke, could you him, please? Mr. Ian Seabrook. Hi.
3: Good afternoon, Matthew.
0: Good afternoon. I love it. You are being so formal. <laughs> You're being so formal. This is going to go in the other direction. So uh, a bit of a different podcast this afternoon. We're going to um, not talk solely about Palace as we normally do or the other favourite club, Eshberg. We're going to talk about football in general and uh, Russell and Ian and also Luke as well. Obviously, massive football fans uh, from respective clubs, but Russell and Ian play regularly as well at a very good level. What level is it?
2: Not so good now, but um, we play at a reasonable amateur level, don't we, Ian?
0: And what, what level is that?
3: Southern, Southern Amateur League Intermediate Division 2.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. So will, will Roy Hodgson be scouting you two?
3: He's been down to check
2: a couple of games, I believe, yeah. yeah.
0: Pretty, pretty local for him, so um, why not, Russ?
2: It depends if he's a big fan of veterans of the game. So um, when you're knocking on the door like I am now, it depends if, Hodg- if Hodgson thinks like an older head can do a bit of a job, then you never know.
0: Most of the Palace team are about your age, Russ, so we're probably all right there. So yeah, we're going to talk not gen- not just about Palace. Well, I'm sure it will come up uh, frequently, but more about football in general, and particularly about what ignites our passion about football. What is it that really uh, gets our fire going uh, about the about a leather ball uh, and kicking it around the pitch? Um, so Ian, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you tell us what was it that got you into football? If you imagine you're a you're a young lad at school. Uh, or maybe before school, what was it that kind of got you into into the, the vibe that is football?
3: Cool. Um I think it must have just been being at junior school. My, I'd say my dad's not a massive football fan, probably got into it more when I did. Uh, so I think it must have just been a group of friends I was around, just being at school, being a young lad, you know. Everyone uh, plays football at lunchtimes, everyone's talking about football at the weekends. So... Um. Would have shaped there, and that's how I ended up supporting Crystal Palace. Growing up in a local area, that was what several of my mates supported, and that's as early as I can remember. To be
0: honest, good man, Russ. You don't support as good a club, uh, but what about you? I'm a bit different for me, really, Matt. I can't
2: really remember the primary school days that well, but what I will tell you is that my dad's always been very much into his football. And it used to be that on Sundays, I used to go to Sunday school at a church with um, a family that lived down the road from the the house that we used to live in. And um, I think I was probably about seven or eight at the time and Dad was like, Russ, there's a football club down the end of the road, do you want to go and play football on Sundays instead? And I clearly jumped at the chance and Sunday school fell by the wayside Mm -hmm. and I've never really looked back since then. I mean, 27, 28 years later and I'm still playing at the same football club, so... um, that Tells me enough, really.
1: Oh, it was probably you, wasn't it? To be fair, bruv. Um, yeah, I, I for as long as I can remember, you know, we, we we growing up, it was every day after school, going to the wreck at the top of the road, playing football, coming back plastered in mud, having to get forced to get undressed on the on the front doorstep because you're so covered in mud that, that you wouldn't and weren't allowed in. Uh, a...
0: disclaimer that was not fully naked, <laughs>
1: no, not fully naked, no, your you, you, p- pants were kept on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, obviously me and you started to go into Palace, what, 94, 95, that I first went with you, I think. Um, I can't remember a time before it, if I'm honest.
0: My, mine was, like like Ian's, I think mine was school, I think of the playground. We weren't allowed proper footballs at school. We played football with tennis balls. It's probably why I'm so good with the feet, you know, the footwork was mastered at an early age. But we, yeah, we school playground, we weren't allowed anything other than a tennis ball, which I, d- I don't know why they did that, because so many windows got smashed, because people would smash a tennis ball. Um, my shots would usually be over the bar or wide, so that would normally go through a window. Um, but yeah, and then I think Palace, my my Palace sort of supporting. Uh, I probably was a glory uh, glory hunter at the time because my I was seven when Palace got into the FA Cup final in nineteen ninety. So I, I just remember everywhere around uh, where we lived in Beckenham being flags and red and blue everywhere. I remember the semi-finals well, the build-up to it. And then I remember being at a barbecue on the cup final day with some of my mum and dad's friends and it was on the telly and we were watching it and I kind of just got into it from there. And I, I'd like to think I'm not a glue hunter because obviously Palace didn't win that final. Uh, it was the 3 all uh, draw and then the, the one nil defeat. And I remember watching the replay in the week. Dad let me start to watch it in that classic yellow and black kit, um, the B kit, and and being gutted they lost it. And then I remember having things like posters on the wall and stuff. And But I did have a shirt before then whilst I wasn't massively into it. I think cuz our family were always Palace supporters um I did have a, I had the blue fly Virgin shirt which I think was 89 90 I think but yeah that's kind of that was for me
1: I'm saying I seem to remember when I was younger nicking a pair of your football shorts and you had a pair of Tottenham shorts for some reason what was all that about
0: I think they were going cheap in the local uh, football shop mate I don't know if there's anything more to it than that oh, f- oh um oh yeah I don't mean it's no, a cricket <laughs> shop cricket shop no the was a cricket shop yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they, I think they were they were some dodgy cheap ones, but yeah, they don't. Know, there's nothing in that. There was nothing in that. No, there was never. There was never anything dangerous like that. Uh, how about you two, Russ? You, your dad was into Tottenham, wasn't he? Do you say?
2: Yeah, but I've got a memory of my first kit. I think it might have been a Liverpool kit, um, candy one from memory. And again, that might have been due to the um, young naivety and glory hunting type attitude. Um, but I can't. I can't remember it vividly. So I'm. Clutching at straws a little bit. My earliest memory
3: of that would have been uh, Fatty Matty was a kid I was friends with at school. And his dad was a season ticket holder at Palace. Kevin, who later went on to run our um, kids Sunday league football club. So I reckon it was just probably growing up around Palace fans, having mates who supported Palace, not having a team of my own and, and thinking, oh, well, I suppose that's the, the local team. And my, I remember we went to um, the playoff final against Leicester. What year would that have been? 95, 96. So I think year six at uh, junior school. And uh, I remember saying to my mum sitting, uh, must have been a weekend morning, how much I'd like to go. And I remember her saying to me, would you really? And me just thinking, that's, that's a bizarre question. Yeah, yeah, I'd absolutely love to go. And she said to me, oh, well, actually, I've spoken to uh, to Matthew's dad. She didn't call him Fatty Matty. Uh, <laughs> I spoke to Matthew's dad, and uh, he's got, a, you know, they've got two tickets for us. So me and my dad went along with him. Uh, obviously, it was heartbreak. I think Steve Claridge scored in the last moment, didn't he? Um, but. But uh, yeah, that's my earliest memory of Crystal Palace and of going to watch a game. And I wouldn't say I'm as uh, dedicated a fan as you two gentlemen are, but that's certainly my club.
0: I'm going to push you now. First game. Ian, can you remember what that was? Uh, that's
3: the first I can remember. Uh, I don't know if there were any. There Probably, yeah, there must have been some before that, but I, that's the first I can remember.
0: So mine was, I think it was 1991. Palace had not long sold Ian Wright to Arsenal and they'd signed some bloke called Marco Gabbiadini. And um I, I think I saw one of his only uh, one of his few goals actually. I went to Palace versus Notts County, sat in the half a weight stand and I, I remember I remember so much about it. I remember getting it was cold, because I, I think it, oh, it might have been like November, December, it might might have even been New Year's Day actually. And I, I remember the smell of the pitch. I don't know why, but I remember walking out, um, and 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 the smell of the pitch, the grass, and I remember the the noise. I remember the big. Um, it's not there. It was a bigger screen now, but the old old school screen. And it had a it it flashed like, come on Palace and it ca- come on then it had like a hand and then clap, clap clap Palace clap, clap clap and I remember when they scored it flashed goal and it was like a bloke sc- shooting into the into the net and I always remember flashing Eagles Eagles and I just remember that I remember the Eagles and it was like it was I remember we've said about this Luke because when you watch gay old school games back on the te- on um, YouTube you'll hear it that the Eagles chant at Palace was really slow. So now they'll go eagles, eagles. But back then it was eagles. But that, that was like the thing that's, that's what everyone would shout. Yeah, I did, oh, I'm not doing that again. But I, I just remember so much about it the smell, the feel. I've still got the program. Um, and um, I remember being gutted because my cat treacle threw up on it. Yeah, so program, <laughs> authentic, authentic yeah. program. It's got cat sick all over it. So yeah, that's, that's me. I don't remember a specific game but
3: I remember you used to get the program and then you go down the front whilst the players were warming up and see if you get any signatures. I think I've got John Solarco to sign my program once.
0: Yeah, and I I remember you used to tick off because you didn't obviously have m- social media and stuff. You didn't know who was playing until they read it out. So they used to read out who the 11 were. I remember like like going through it on the program like ticking off who was playing and things like that. Th- that that for me like that, that that those memories are so like golden. I never I'll never forget that. Um, and having cats stick over my first program is probably um, part of part of that memory. Russ, can you remember your first game and any memories about it?
2: I just just had a little look at that because I always remember that it was when Tottenham played Liverpool and it was a three-three thriller. And um, I think I we actually went as a family of four, so it wasn't just me and dad; it was um, my mum and brother as well. And um, looking back at that, I believe it might have been 1998. So probably a bit older when I went to my first game compared to you guys. Cause I would have been about fourteen at the time. Perhaps it's because Tottenham's a bit of a longer journey than Palace, of course. But absolute worldy of a game, end to end stuff. I think I was probably pretty taken in after that because I just had a great a great time. Tottenham weren't a particularly good side at the time, more of a mid-table team. Um, but yeah, that that days always on. I remember.
3: The thing about going to watch Palace lose a heartbreaking playoff final is pretty much anything after that will be better. <laughs> the problem you've got there is every game thereafter, you'd thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be a 3-3 thriller end-to-end. This is going to be great. And when you watched like a 0-0 stalemate in the cold, you must have thought to yourself, well, this isn't fair. This isn't football.
2: You say that, and I know that we're kind of talking in the past at the moment rather than in more recent years, but I would probably say that my best Tottenham memory still is when... Um, the first year that we were in the Champions League, had it not got there for a long time. And myself and Andy Brosnan, who I believe you know, Ian, um, went out to Milan to watch Inter versus um, versus Tottenham. And that was the game where, I don't know if you'll remember, that Tottenham were 4-0 down to Inter at half-time. And um, and then I'd had a few drinks before the game and I wasn't in a great place at half-time, thinking what the hell am I doing here in, in amongst a load of um Italian fans because we didn't have a ticket for the Tottenham end. That was a pretty grim half time but then um obviously like like I say like you say Gareth Bale had a bit of a well probably one of his most impressive performances um in memory um where he scored a hat trick in the second half and left um left Mycon for dead a number of times taxi for Mykon came out of that. So um yeah that was probably one of my biggest memories.
0: And Russ, well done for jumping ahead about seven questions. Uh, thanks very much for that. I've, <laughs> That's I, I've just looked up my, my first oh, ever game. I, I lied. It was my, my first ever game was Wednesday, the 1st of January 1992. Palace won Notts County. Marco Debut- I remember he scored early, seventh, seventh minute. And there's some, some interesting facts for this for me as well as a Palace fan. So the manager of the opposition, anyone guess who it was? Notts County. Yeah, Notts County. Anyone guess? Neil Warnock. Yeah. Wow. Neil Warnock. And then in defence for them was Craig Short, who's gone on to be a coach, hasn't he? Tommy Johnson's probably not the same Tommy Johnson I'm thinking of. The one played for Villa? It is the same one, okay. Palace had Nigel Martin, John Humphrey, Lee Sinner, who we were talking about earlier, Uh, Eric Young, Andy Gray, Paul Mortimer, Simon Roger, Jeff Thomas, yeah, Eddie McGoldrick, uh, Marco Gabidini and Mark Bright. And I remember also I had a friend at school, uh, who called his uh, Goldfish, uh, well, after Eddie, Eddie McGoldrick, he called him Eddie McGoldfish, which I thought was brilliant. That oh, was That's great, bad. wasn't it? Luke, your first game, I remember your first game. You had a great first game.
1: Yeah, you see, me and you have different memories. This, So I remember the game, which you're we referring to, 95, 96 season. Holmesdale Road stand had been rebuilt, and we sat in the lower tier towards near the where the players come out, is what I remember. Exactly. Well, this is so. This is, this is what my memories come. So I I, I, I remember that. I remember sitting in the home and it being loud, and complaining about it being so loud. But I also have a very vague memory, and I don't know if I've dreamt this or whatever. But the year before in the League Cup or Coca Cup was it called? There maybe it was a League oh. Cup. Um, I remember sitting in the main stand because I can. I remember looking right and seeing the red and blue hoardings behind the home. But, but, where the Homestale stand was, where it was being built. So either I've dreamt that or you are wrong and I was there.
0: <laughs> you dreamt it. I remember your first game, Barnsley, Palace-Barnsley, and it was 4-3. I think Ian Derry scored two. Know, Palace back. nearly gave it away, actually, and nearly threw it away. Um, it wasn't the Homestale, then, was it? You it was, was just... half away, but the Homestale had just been built, but it hadn't, it wasn't open because it, it, it was they hadn't passed the safety thing because the first game was Palace-Charlton that the Homestale was open for. Palace, uh, I think Palace lost that one, one 0 I might want it one, but anyway, yeah. So, so that's first ever game. Russ, you've jumped ahead and done your <laughs> best, <laughs> best ever game. <laughs> um Ian, have you got one? Can you think? I'll, I'll come back to you then because you are thinking about it. Have you got one, Lou? You got? To, I've got one to hand. If not,
1: so, so is this games you've attended? Obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're not. We're not counting that you're, you've watched it on TV. No. Well, um, Hillsborough, twenty ten. Can't beat that. To honest with you. Yeah, just the, the passion. There was six thousand Palace fans there. We sold it out. Um, it was just a cra- It was a two o'clock kickoff. I remember for, for some strange reason. Oh, I remember pre-game as well because obviously, load of Palace fans got up there, got on the beers. Um, going into the gents, and oh, it was it was awful. It was a, it was a bit like the Brighton story, but except someone had like obviously had too much cider. And you know when someone chundered and you can visit like the air is thick with it. Like I couldn't. I, I walked in, had to walk out. That was awful. I put that down to the nerves of the poor bloke. But um, yeah, that, that game, obviously, Alan Lee going, at, going he- ahead in this first half. And then you went and got a chicken, watery pie just before half time. And Leon Clark scored the equaliser, absolutely done Danny Butterfield up. So I went in half time 1 all. but luckily he kicked the advertising board in his, his celebration. It broke his toe and actually had to come off. Um, and then, yeah, Ambrose, Scannell goal. Yeah, or Scannell Ambrose goal, I should say. Um, with Darren Purse, the ex Man, scoring in ninety-second minute to make it the last sort of what was it ninety-six minutes? I think was it six yeah. minutes of injury time. Oh yeah, Stern John through and goal refusing to square it to Darren Ambrose and hitting the post instead. I'd, I'd never forgive Stern John for that. Even though two or three weeks before, I had so much love for him at the Derby away game where he scored in the last minute. <laughs> um, I ran towards the ran towards the, the the pitch and just completely lost my head and big crash barrier straight into my chest, I had a big uh, nice bruise across my chest for the next week or so that was nice.
0: That 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 for me, that that season was my favourite ever season to put in Palace. Like ever going to football games, that was ridiculous. So we went to the Newcastle game when they uh, was on the on the plane. The famous story they all got on the plane and you know everything was fine. Then we got well we got the train, didn't we? We got the train up there. We flew back. Your memory's terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I remember we we I mean we were up there and we were sitting in a pub um, and Sky Sports news came up and it said Palace and admin and the story goes that they were all the Palace team on the plane and they landed because obviously they turned their phones off they landed their phones were all going off going crazy and it was all like their wives and their friends telling them you know that they'd been deducted ten points and Palace were in the relegation zone going from sort of challenging from the playoffs but that season was ridiculous um, the sort of the the feeling behind going to games the togetherness of the whole. Um, Whole football club, but as a supporter, sort of those away ends we were in. I think we went to Doncaster, Newcastle, to Sheffield Wednesday. We went to like a few others, like, like big away games for, for every game was a massive away game. Sheffield United, yeah, they they were just massive games and you just felt a togetherness. So, and you know, that the, the game before that one you're referring to was the West Brom at home one. And if you remember rightly, in like the 90th minute, did Sean Derry have one cleared off the line? Oh no, it was Ambrose. Yeah, uh, so the, the emotions that night—I was remember that. But then, yeah, like you say, I, sh- I share that with you. Share for Wednesday too. All. And then just, just, just one quick thing in because like Ian's, Ian's gagging to put his in there. Um, just, just one other thing about that one for me was that. I remember getting home that that night, and like my phone was going crazy. Like loads of people who didn't support Palace had watched the game. It seems like everyone was watching the game because yes. what what, what rode on it. But I was getting home, just being absolutely exhausted. Like I tried to stay up to watch it, and I just had nothing in the tank because the emotional roller coaster was just was just immense. Was that ten years ago this season?
3: Because May, May, May yeah, and we survived on the last day because that was my. Housewarming. I had a housewarming. We went to the pub, watched the three o'clock kickoff in Crystal Palace and we survived. Going down, our week, we lost 10 points, we're staying up. And then uh, went back to mine. I think we might have gone onto another pub, went back to mine in the evening and that carried on, yeah, sort of 3pm till 3am type business. That was 10 years ago this year.
0: There's so many stories about that at night because I, I remember being so exhausted but someone texted me saying I need to come down to Beckerdon because like, all the Palace players were in Patrick's. Apparently they all went to like Patrick's, went on to Bridge Bar as well afterwards. Just like, it's funny, like them all being out in local places, but because it was such a togetherness, the players and the fans, you sort of grouped together. So that period, I've sort of jumped into now period because I asked you guys that question next, was what's your favourite sort of era? Um, let's do it. Let's do it anyway. Russ, your favourite era supporting Tottenham?
2: I really enjoyed the Harry Redknapp era actually just the football that we played at the time I think took over. Is that right? I can we weren't doing too clever I think he took over from Juan de Ramos that's right um and just the football we had playing the vibe at the time I like the way Harry talks he's a very simple guy um um bit of an east end background and all that he's he's well, he's not a wheeler dealer apparently but i I'll let you um I'll let you decide for yourself on that one um well that was the era when we start to see started to see the likes of um Dimitar Berbatov Gareth Bale of course Luka Modric I think Luka Modric is probably um in terms of if people ask me who did I enjoy watching the most when I've been watching Tottenham I would probably actually say Luka Modric which would probably surprise a lot of people but just the way he did things in the middle of the park um Probably a little bit underrated at the time, but fortunately he's got the credit he's deserved since he's gone to Real Madrid.
3: I I think you can, you gents, can probably put a year or an era on this. And I apologize now if I merge multiple seasons, but I look back on the team that had Southgate, Solarco, Chris Armstrong was my favorite player. Was that 95, 96, 94, 95? Um. Simon Roger, um, Yeah, Jolly Roger, Ni- Nigel Martin, I was a big fan of. Ri- yeah, Richard Shaw at centre-back. Yeah, so I, I look back. I mean, I was, I definitely can't put myself in the same bracket of fandom as you two, but that was, for me, was my favourite era. I
0: remember, I remember that, that because that that's the year that Palace... It was 93-94, was it, because that's the year Palace won the league to go up to the Premier League. And I remember going to that game, they, they lost to Watford 2-0 that's the first game I've ever seen Palace lose and i are coming out and they've been devastated. <laughs> like, I've been absolutely buzzing because they'd won the league title. I was gutted because they'd lost 2-0. That was my first taste of Palace defeat really which uh, I was pretty quite fortunate for it to last that long.
1: If anyone knows the local area there's a place called Crease Park in Beckenham. So I remember you went to the game but I went to Crease Park and you, it, it's quite high up so you've got quite a view over Croydon and Selhurst and that sort of thing and... There was a, a bloke who jumped out of a plane or a helicopter, wasn't there, with a match ball? And I remember watching him come down the parachute and watching him land. at sort thinking that you're you're at the game. That's a strange memory. Isn't it?
0: It's mad how these memories come back so easily, isn't it?
2: I've got a weird one, which not linked to eras and the kind con- the conversation that we've just been having. But did you have a season ticket in my name once? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: This never happened. I think I think you helped us out of a student season ticket, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he did Yeah, yeah, yeah Thanks for that Russ
3: I'm going to change uh, su- subjects But on the theme of random Sort of obscure memories of football I went to watch uh, Palace with my dad And we queued up to buy a ticket on the gate And uh, I think it was me, him and my brother And we get to the front And uh, he, my dad says, yeah, for for these three And they said, oh, um, something like that Be £40 pounds, please And my dad looked around at the three of us And said, oh, that's quite reasonable and uh, the bloke said, "No, no, that's for you. Forty pounds just for you." And my dad was like, "What? Forty pounds for one adult plus the kids?" And I remember as a as a young boy squirming with embarrassment. And I look back quite rightly. My dad was a bit offended at how much it cost to take a family to to watch the top level of football or whatever level we were at at the time. But yeah, for me, you know, I mean, you just want the ground to
2: open up and eat you. I'm surprised he was that surprised when he was asking for director's box tickets, but <laughs> there you go. Well,
3: I wouldn't want to buy the cheap seats and sit next to people like you, would I? <laughs> very good, very good.
1: Well, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I remember we we used to go to the Arthur on the on a day, I think it was like ninety-five, ninety-six, or ninety-six, ninety-seven. You used to be able to get three pound seats in the Arthur weight. They were right by the away fans, weren't they? Like the first like five rows or whatever it was. It was brilliant because the players used to train in front of you. So, if you obviously, if you've got a programme, like you'd go down and get them signed or whatever. I remember getting hyped about getting Gareth Davies' ad, uh, uh, signature and things like that. But uh, three-pound seats in the Arfa were brilliant because, yeah, so affordable for us to you know get a couple of buses and, yeah, go and spend your pocket money on sitting, um on a Saturday.
0: But you're right. You make a point, though, Ian, a really valid point. Imagine if your dad went now. So, imagine going to a football game. now. Imagine going to Palace now as your local club, trying to, you know, you say, bruv, you get the bus... Up there, you change a pen, like we used to, and then um, yeah, you get you get to the ground, and then you know you're going to go and buy a ticket in a day, and either you can't because it's sold out, or it's members only or whatever they do these days, or like like you just said, uh, I don't know what the tickets. Are. We I mean we get a scene ticket, but I don't know what those seats are on a, on a match. They are probably forty quid for 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 a person at least, and then and then the child would probably be what twenty five quid probably. So you're probably looking at like upwards of a hundred quid. Then you maybe go inside buy a program or sub the program these days four quid. Then you buy a hot dog at halftime. It all adds up, doesn't it? It's, it's 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 a different world now. Football isn't isn't as affordable as when we were growing up.
2: Can we make this a bit more real now? So, um, you've got a little girl, Matthew. Obviously, a lovely little girl. When do you see yourself first taking her to Palace? Do you think you will?
0: When she can sit still for more than three minutes, I think probably. <laughs> so, so I've I've I I want to. It's going to be a it's going to be one of these life uh, life goals, as they say for me to take her and I, and I think you know I'd love for me Luke and her to go together probably sit somewhere else to where we sit now cuz it's um probably not the sort of family uh, sort of atmosphere it's a bit more lively where we sit and we'll stand now if you want to see anything but um yeah I'd I'd like to do it it's going to be a case of when when she can sort of stomach being in a, a sort of a uh, a seat or a confined area for any length of time but I, I think she'd love it I mean like you guys have seen today, we were here earlier, and she was singing a Julian Speroni song. You know, I just i've i've taught i've taught a um i've taught a really clean version of South London is ours, which says something of a Millwall South London is ours. I've 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 taught her no thank you Millwall <laughs> South London is ours, and she loves singing it. So I can't wait for her granddad to have his holiday so she can sing in that one. But yeah, I, th- I think for me, yeah, as a dad and and someone who's grown up supporting their their local team, for me taking my my child is a, is a massive life ambition it probably sounds really silly but it is it's kind of one of those things want to tick off the list you know take her get her a program you know the the hot dog or sweets at halftime you know whatever it whatever it is you know and i think things like you know the palace are really good with like pete and alice the eagle and the the eagle flying and stuff as well and um you know the, the halftime i mean i think we enjoy the halftime thing more than the kids do where they take the penalty shots but yeah yeah i think it's a massive thing and i know as you as a as a, as a dad as well, and, you know thinking about taking your boy it's going to be um be a special occasion right i'm going to wrap it up there for um what i hope is part one if these guys are willing to stay for a little bit longer a bit more of a further chat we're going to bring it up a bit more up to date um so if they agree to stay then you get it part two if not it's the end of pod see you later